Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, book lovers. Want to hear a story? Welcome back to Storytime with M, Season 2. This season, I am so excited to be sharing my book, Super Gym, Get Fit or Die Trying. And this week is Chapter 2. Enjoy. Weigh-in day. The absolute worst day of the week. Days no longer carried the old names. There was leg day, or chest and back day, or cardio day. It was an endless cycle of workouts that would go on for eternity. Nothing ever changed. But weigh-in day was the day every client feared the most. They were on display in front of the entire gym. Every client was forced to step onto the massive glowing scale and have their successes, and more often failures, displayed for all to see. If they lost weight, they were allowed to participate in the loser's yoga class and were even given a few hours to relax at the end of the day. If clients gained, they were at the mercy of their trainers and Benjamin Pratt. Benjamin Pratt was a fit, balding man in his 50s. His skin was tight and brown and shiny like leather. His dark hair was shaved close to his head and showed off the tattooed eyes on the back of his skull. The message was pretty clear. Mr. Pratt oversaw the weigh-ins at every super gym and kept a close eye on his problem clients. Maggie was his most recent obsession. He had tried every imaginable combination of diet, exercise, mental abuse, and torture, but she would not break. She was quietly defiant while still doing everything that was asked of her. She exhausted him, and he found her fascinating. He assigned Maggie to Tessa as a last-ditch effort. Most clients would have been shipped off to fat camp after a few gains, but Maggie was different. She was special. He needed to break her. Her father had fought against the rise of the super gyms, and that could not be forgotten. He would make Maggie succeed, or she would die trying. Tessa didn't want Maggie as her only client. She enjoyed working with different people and finding new ways to turn them into whimpering piles of jelly. She had learned to use them against each other and had many spies. Maggie didn't seem to have any friends, and she trained with a cool, detached look on her face that made Tessa want to jump on the girl and tear her eyes out. She wasn't used to such open defiance. The line shuffled forward as another blonde stepped onto the scale. Five more clients to go. Then it would be Maggie's turn. She pinched the thick roll of flesh on her waist. It didn't look any smaller. It actually looked bigger. Tessa was going to be pissed. The blonde lost three pounds. Not great. Her head dropped and she shuffled off the scale. Her trainer shook her head and made a note on her chart. She snapped the file shut and pushed her next client forward. Tessa appeared at Maggie's side. Her ponytail bounced rapidly. She never actually stopped moving. Even standing still, her body vibrated. She balanced on her toes, ready to sprint away at any moment. How are you feeling today? Any lighter? I'm still waiting for that big number. And I'm waiting for you to die, 
I think I've lost a little this week. Tessa looked angry, but it didn't last long. Her smile blinked back on. Trainers were always upbeat and positive at public gatherings. Tessa's bright smile stopped at her teeth. Her dark eyes were full of hate. She gave Maggie a push. Your turn. Don't disappoint me. The scale was a massive purple and green monstrosity. It loomed over her, waiting to pronounce her fate. The lines of clients clad in purple and green spandex stretched across the massive gym and spilled out into the hallway. Maggie saw Benjamin Pratt approach Tessa. He said something, and her smile faded and blinked back on. The numbers flashed over Maggie's head. Beep, 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 beep. Just do it already. The numbers went from green to red. Sad, woeful music played. Tessa's bright smile blinked. Off, on. The sound that came out of her mouth was a strangled, primal noise. She threw her notebook on the ground and stomped on it. A pound? You gained a pound? What is wrong with you? Tessa let out another strangled scream, grabbed her notebook and stormed up the stairs. Her hand clamped down on Maggie's arm. Her nails dug into the soft flesh. Her face was purple with rage. She smacked Maggie on the back of the head and dragged her down the stairs and past the waiting clients. They kept their eyes trained on the floor. No one dared to look at her. Tessa crashed through the door and pushed Maggie into the weight room. She pointed one trembling finger at a nearby weight bench. Get lifting, fatty. She loaded the bar with more weight than usual. Maggie knew she was in trouble. Tessa leaned over her. Her face was inches from Maggie's and little droplets of spit flew from her mouth as she spoke. I said lift, fatty. Maggie tried. She groaned and struggled under the weight. The bar wobbled and the weights clanged. Tessa watched with her hands on her hips. Her smile was back, but she was still angry. You know you'd be pretty if you just lost the weight. If you put in any effort at all, it would just fall off you. No more nasty fat. Don't you want that? Don't you want to be attractive? No. Maggie herself couldn't answer. The bar was pressing down on her chest. The air was being squeezed from her lungs. Her head ached. Pressure was building behind her eyes, and panic washed over her. She struggled feebly against the bar until Tessa sighed and lifted it off. You really are pathetic, you know that? She brushed a hair out of her face with an irritated swipe of her hand. Maggie choked and gasped for breath. I'm trying. No, you're not. You do the absolute minimum, and you don't follow your diet plan at all. I tried. I hate broccoli. Tessa shook her head and frowned. Don't lie to me. I know where you go at night. My spies are everywhere. A sudden wave of cold washed over Maggie. She nervously chewed her lower lip. Why would you do that? It's standard protocol. You haven't lost weight in months. Tessa shook her head sadly. You had such a promising start, too. The weight should be falling off you. You're on the gold plan. It's the junkies, Maggie. You've got to stop. I can't stop. They're so gross. Nothing but sugar and fat and calories. And who knows how many chemicals. How can you do that to your body? They make me feel good. Feeling good is not part of the plan. 
Tessa pulled a long silver mirror from beneath the weight bench. There were mirrors hidden all over the gym. The trainers used them as a motivational tool. She held it up. Look at yourself. Really look. Look at how disgusting you are. You don't deserve to feel good. Maggie looked at her reflection. Her belly hung over the waistband of the impossibly tiny shorts that everyone was required to wear. Her butt was lumpy, and the little shorts didn't cover it all. Bluish-white bulges of fat poked out above her thighs. Fat hung off her arms in wobbly wings and erupted over the sides of her too tight sports bra. There was a slight, there was a slight doughy pooch under her chin. Tessa might actually have a point. Maggie shook her head slightly. Other Maggie could be a real bitch. Tessa was looking at the scar on Maggie's forearm. Her hand darted out and snatched the back of Maggie's shorts. Hey! You already took out the new chip? Come on, Maggie, this has to stop. The tracker helps me tailor a plan to meet your specific needs. You're sabotaging your progress. Yeah, I've heard the sales pitch before. Tessa slapped her. Hard. Tears filled Maggie's eyes and threatened to spill down her cheeks. Maybe you should listen this time. How did you find it? It hadn't been difficult. Maggie knew as soon as she woke up that they'd drugged her. Her head throbbed in that special way that she knew so well. It hadn't taken long to find the tiny pinprick. She pressed on her skin until the transmitter was just below the surface. She'd stolen Tessa's knife a day before and used it to dig out the little metal ball. It hurt like hell, and there was blood everywhere. Maggie was pissed that Tessa had discovered her handiwork so quickly. Mr. Pratt doesn't like it when clients remove their hardware. One strike, and they're shipped off to fat camp. Why haven't I been sent there? This must be my third or fourth strike, at least. Tessa didn't answer immediately. She flopped down on a nearby bench and adjusted her ponytail. When she looked at Maggie, her eyes were softer. Her smile was gone, and her skin sagged just a little. Maggie noticed the dark circles under her eyes. You're special, Maggie. Mr. Pratt wants you to succeed, and that means I do too. I think I'd rather go to fat camp. Do they have arts and crafts? It's not funny. I really am trying to help you, Maggie. I wish you understood the game a little better. Just follow the rules, okay? Maggie didn't answer. Tessa sighed and crossed her arms. Her foot tapped impatiently. She really couldn't stop moving, not even for a second. They stared at each other for a long time. A strand of hair had come loose from Tessa's tight ponytail. It stood up on the top of her head. Maggie stifled a laugh, but she couldn't contain it. Her shoulders shook with the effort. Tessa's eyes narrowed. Her mouth tightened into a hard line. Tessa hated laughter. She threw her hands up and growled. You're impossible. Fine. Don't follow the rules. I'll get assigned to a new group of fatties and you'll just be given to Thor. He's your last chance, you know. If the almighty Thor can't fix you, no one can, right? And what then? When you've done the impossible and failed Thor's program, do you know what comes next? Fat camp. Trust me, you do not want to go there. It can't be any worse than this. Think about what you really want, Maggie. I can't do it for you. Come on, you've got a few more hours on the treadmill. 
You can think about it while you sweat. She walked away without another word. Maggie dropped the barbell on the floor. It clanged loudly, but Tessa didn't acknowledge her. Barbell level complete. Back to mindless treadmill running. Her feet pounded out a steady rhythm, and the treadmill shuddered under the force of her effort. Her eyes were stinging from the sweat that poured in a continuous stream down her face. Droplets flew off her hair and dripped from her nose as she ran. Sweat pooled in her sneakers and made them squish with every step. Maggie hated the sound. Tessa glanced impatiently at her watch and wrote something on the tiny black tablet that never left her side. She looked annoyed. Good, I'm glad she's annoyed. I hate this. Tessa climbed onto the treadmill with the grace of a cat. Is this too easy for you, princess? Here, let me give you a challenge. Maggie's feet flew. Her chest ached. Her heart was definitely going to explode. This was the end. She was going to die on a treadmill, the worst invention in the history of man. Tessa was laughing and clapping her hands. Maggie wanted to hit her. Her hands tingled with anticipation. Tessa punched the buttons again. The belt whirred faster and faster. Maggie's feet became entangled. She tripped. Her arm flew out and made contact with Tessa's jaw. Tessa's head snapped back, and Maggie saw her wide-eyed expression of surprise. She fell. It was over in an instant, but it felt like hours. Maggie turned off the treadmill and stepped carefully to the side. Everything was happening in slow motion. She leaned heavily on the machine and tried to catch her breath. Tessa was still lying on the floor. The other trainers crowded around her. Maggie only got a glimpse, but it was enough. Tessa lay in a growing pool of dark blood. Maggie turned away and was suddenly and violently sick. Someone grabbed her arm and dragged her away from the commotion. A towel was shoved in her face. Clean yourself up and get a grip. Thor. He was the super gym's sexiest trainer. He was also the most sadistic and cruel. Every client in Femicili feared being assigned to him, and he was given all of Benjamin Pratt's special cases. Except for you. If she's dead, it's your fault. He looked at her with his ice-blue eyes. His expression was cold and emotionless. Maggie's stomach flipped over. She was going to be sick again. He was right. Tessa was dead, and it was her fault. It wasn't the first time this had happened. And that is the end of Chapter 2, book lovers. I hope you're enjoying Super Gym. I will be back next week with a new chapter. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep reading. <laughs>